It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As we wait for the Bengals to return to practice on Wednesday and there are some deadline trades happening, let's talk trade targets and in-house candidates to step up and play prominent roles for the Bengals down the stretch. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. The bye week is over. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We're joined today by Joe Gibberry to talk again about some trade candidates, potentially. Or maybe if it's not a trade candidate, maybe it's somebody that's going to step up for the Cincinnati Bengals down the stretch. This episode of Lockdown Bengals is sponsored by the Game Time app, where you can create an account. Use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase of last-minute tickets for the lowest price guaranteed we appreciate every single one of you who makes us your first listen and all the everydayers who haven't missed an episode like yesterday's episode with joe where we talked about some of the problems and potential coaching solutions scheme solutions for the cincinnati bengals but james i know you love trades cincinnati bengals not want to play in the trade waters but talking about solutions here in-house and trade Mm -hmm. targets this is right up your alley yeah, it's it's right up my alley. I also think that it's more realistic this year than ever. And I think one thing that I've seen, I'm sure you guys have seen it on social media, is, ah, the Bengals aren't going to make a trade. And it just shuts it down. Well, yeah, I, two years ago, I could have said, ah, the Bengals aren't going to give out $220 million guaranteed. Ah, the Bengals aren't going to give $30-plus million signing bonus to Orlando Brown Jr. Ah, they're not going to be aggressive in free agency. Ah, they're not. we could do this. Uh, plenty and I could keep making that sound or we could at least entertain the idea because I do think there's at least a chance that the Bengals do make a move because they know they're a contender. They do have cap space and they have assets. They're going to have nine draft picks, seven uh, of their own in 2024, and then two compensatory selections that they're set to get. So nine picks. I think they could move one or two Joe for a, a player or two. Look at me getting froggy with uh, the multiple trade scenario. What, what, what say you? And obviously, by the way, for those listening, the trade deadline is October 31st at 4 p.m. Eastern. So just about a week remaining. Yeah, and if I could sell it for you a little bit more, I have from a really good source, I even got a picture to verify this. Uh, I can't describe more than that, but that the oh, Bengals cool. did call about Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald during the offseason just to say, hey, what are you guys looking for? Not, I mean, so they're at least, they at least do their due diligence of saying, "Hey, and I'm not, right." We're not saying we're, they're going to trade for Aaron Donald right now, which would for be Thanos. I give up. I give up a first round pick for Donald right now. But I, all I'm saying is, to your point, is they do call. The problem is typically that their valuation and the other team's valuation don't line up, and it doesn't happen. Aaron Donald, sign me up if if they can get Big Thanos in here, and that's that's what I would call him then uh, yes, I, I think that that is the extreme unrealistic 
territory. And so we can get into some realistic, some unrealistic ones, but I like that. I like that. I didn't know that, that they called. So they should call again, by the way, because the Rams lost this week and you never say never. See what happens yeah, to some of these teams at the trade deadline, right? One more week. Yeah. I was going to say the picture showed about 20 teams that did call. So there were, there was a lot of teams that were at least doing their work. There you go. I, when I was looking at potential trade targets, and maybe we should start with some of the in-house solutions and just kind of go position by position. But when I was looking at trade targets for the Bengals, I was thinking about guys on the last year of their deal. And I was looking at teams that had one win. So I was looking to like New England and Tennessee and New York and Minnesota. A lot of those teams won this week. Uh, so since I started looking at potential trade targets, I was looking a lot at defensive linemen. And, and we talked about yesterday the backups on the interior. But Joe... Before we started recording this episode, you had a pretty good rant that I think is is content worthy of, of putting on the record about where the Bengals are from a cap perspective as far as why they can or should maybe in a year they're trying to contend do something this year. Yeah, that's right. And for a second there, you had me. I'm like, I, I ranted. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, talking about the, the – it started where you said, how is Jake Browning on an NFL roster? And I go, well – how that leads to a bunch of questions. Why is Jake Browning the backup quarterback? It's a championship window. Why does the running back room look as bad as it does, especially the depth behind uh, Mixon? Why is the tight end room the worst in the league? Why is Cody Ford the first guy off the bench on the offensive line? And why are your backup defensive tackle room? I mean, contrasting completely to what we watched a couple of nights ago with the Eagles, where we're just drooling at the backup defensive tackle room. And then we're going to, you know, to see the 49ers and they get the money to, spent on Hargrave where they're already loaded on the defensive line. And it's like, that should not be your room in a championship window. And you've got $12 million of cap space still to go. And it, but it also leads to the point where there's going to be a lot of teams that can't even make trades at this point because they're up against the cap where the Bengals do have cap space. They could absorb some contracts or some bigger contracts, bigger hits this, this year because they left themselves a little bit of uh, money underneath the bed. Third most yeah, cap I space in the NFL right now. Uh, San Francisco happens to be first, but that's because they need to roll that money over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And Brock Purdy helps that because he was the last pick in the draft, certainly. And they're not paying any of the other quarterbacks on the roster. That said, like you make the case there. And so let's just say it out loud. Contending team, elite quarterback, weapons, clearly playoff tested, and they've gotten close in each of the past two years. And this is the part where I think the franchise has some self-awareness. They know they're flawed in certain areas, so clear needs. And they know how close these games are and what it comes down to. And, and so it, you combined all of that, and as often as these midseason acquisitions mean nothing, it could also be the difference. Like Hunter Henry, spoiler, will come up, could be the difference on third and eight when you're at Arrowhead and you need a play and Chris Jones is going up against your backup right tackle or your third string right tackle, which was the case last year, that part of it is, is certainly in play. And so could he have gotten nine yards there? Could someone that you acquire be a difference maker when the season's on the line? I think so. And I think that's what they need to have a conversation about because if you find someone that can help you in those moments – who gives a damn about the sixth round pick or the seventh or the fifth? It, it really doesn't matter. And I know they value picks, but they they got to realize how close they are because those picks, throw them all out the window if you're able to get one. And I 
I'm not even asking them to do that. I'm asking them to give up a, a late rounder if the right deal presents itself. And they have the compensatory picks to play yep. with. And we just saw Kevin Byard went for not a whole lot. A fifth and a, a sixth. A championship window and a, and a safety. but A backup safety. Yeah, for most I mean, teams. What are what are we talking about here? The the prices for trades in the NFL are weird. The one thing I would say is you never know who's available. That's I think the hardest challenge about all this. Like we can talk about Hunter Henry till we're blue in the face, but if New England isn't trading Hunter Henry, then then you're up a river. And and like what are you giving up? Like at some point the price is too much. If why would why would they keep him? And, and and then it's just not Hunter Henry though. Then why right. wouldn't they give up Mike Gusecki, right? Like right. there's there's got to be someone, but I agree with you. We don't know. Yeah, that, that that's the hard part in, in projecting any of this, but we're going to do it. So let's actually talk about which positions we would prioritize because there are some guys in-house. We haven't gone position by position yet, so we can set a framework for how to prioritize these trade targets where they need the improvement by doing a little bit of ranking. There's some obvious candidates that, like you talked about, James, for some trade targets. Let's get into that coming up next. This episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by Game Time. If you're looking for tickets, maybe you're looking for tickets to that Bills game, primetime action, you shouldn't have to worry. Should be fast, should be easy, should be stress-free, should be exciting, and Game Time knows that, and that's why they're there for you for sports, music, comedy, theater events with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, their best price guarantee there's no guesswork when you buy your tickets with game time. I love being able to see the view from my seat from the app before I buy it. So I know what I'm looking at, avoid those obstructive views, make sure I can see what I want to see when I'm going to these events. You can buy tickets in seconds with as little as two taps. It's a fantastic way to get tickets for any of these things, especially that bills game. So check it out with uh, a promo code that'll save you $20 at the game time app, use promo code locked on NFL. You're good $20 off your first purchase. Some terms apply again, create an account, redeem code locked on NFL. You'll get $20 off with the game time app. Check it out for last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get into ranking the different positions that the Bengals should target. Joe, let, let's start with you. How would you rank them? I think it's pretty obvious that we're looking at defensive line, running back, tight end, maybe something else. I would never rule out a weapon, but how would you rank the Bengals' biggest needs and and where they should address or how they should address this team at the deadline? The most important position of the three, if we're going to say the one is interior defensive line, uh, that would be number one, and then I'd probably go to tight end and then running back. But at the same time, you could probably get the biggest boost by adding a tight end because you can you go to more 12 personnel. You can do a little bit more there, uh, rotate those guys a little bit more, figure out which one works. If it is Honor Henry, he comes in as the number one. 
if it's a Mo Alley Cox, is he the number two, number three? So like it gives you options. Uh, but at the same time, as I'm saying that, if you've got an Antonio Gibson, the running back from the commanders, like I think that's an instant spark to the offense as a as a passing game option. And we're gonna go over different options at each position. But um if any of those three could have a major impact on this team if it's the right guy, because there are a lot of trades that'll happen and you'll never hear about the guy again. He just isn't a good fit for the next team. Um, and to your point, I do think the last one is you're pointing out the areas like why it should happen or why it could happen this time. The other one is they kind of need a spark. And, and it, it, I've seen teams in the past when they get a trade and then they talk to the players in the locker room that Wednesday or Thursday, and it's the players are like, it's a nice vote of confidence from the organization saying we are in this window and we expect to be good. They're adding this player, a future asset they don't care about because this team is expected to win. I think any of those moves could help the Bengals in that way too. Are there any positions that are not on that list? On the background, if you're watching on YouTube, running back, tight end, defensive tackle for, for some depth where you think like, what if it's an edge guy? Because you look at some of the edge guys that are talked about being available like Josh Uche or if you want to go for for a bigger bigger game hunting, Brian Burns, Chase Young, so, so Neil Hunter, pretty good players. The Neil Hunter. Would you do you think about any of those? I struggle with the idea of getting an edge guy because of I think Cam Sample has, has taken another step this year. We expect Joseph Osai to get healthy and help this team. Miles Murphy was just invested in. I, they probably want even if it's just burning five to 10 snaps a game, you probably want to use those on him to develop him. Uh, can, is this a guy that can kick inside, is, you know, that you trade for? Is, can you get Sam Hubbard to get off of that spot and kick inside? You know, I think they struggle sometimes with reducing the roles of veterans where I also look at like, would they even, if you get another running back, would they reduce the role of a Joe Mixon for this other guy? Would you reduce the role of BJ Hill or DJ reader to get a D tackle in there? I think the clear one where it's like, hey, sorry, Irv, we got Hunter Henry here. Um, you know, we don't have any investment in, in Irv Smith would work, but I'm open to the idea anywhere. I mean, the offensive line people are going to bring up and probably someone's screaming right now as they're watching, offensive line, get a left guard. Teams don't give up offensive linemen every year at the trade deadline. There's barely ever an offensive lineman traded, but maybe the Bengals should trade one away in Jackson Carmen in one of these deals. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because Jackson Carmen isn't even your first tackle off the bench right now. Could a team look at him and say, hey, that's a sweetener or maybe a player for player if you're talking about a tight end or or lower end running back on their depth chart where you could go Jackson Carmen for whoever. He's got a year left on his rookie deal. I, I think that that's, that's an interesting one for sure. And it, it's it's one of the many that, that many options the Bengals have. And that part is nice. I... I I just, to me, when you look at these t- this tight end room, running back room, defensive tackle room, you, you can't tell me that there isn't a player that fits based on pick compensation, contract, everything that can be an upgrade where, where, where it makes sense. Now, the Bengals might not feel like the compensation part makes sense from a pick standpoint. They may be at a seventh, to your point, at the beginning of the pod, and the other team's at a fifth. I don't know about that. But maybe loosen up that part of the – it's not purse strings because we're not talking about money. But if it's a fifth for Hunter Henry, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I would just be like, okay, let's do it. I really would. And that's a lot for eight games or nine games of Hunter Henry, and I get it. And it's not like he's 
the old Hunter Henry has probably lost a half a step. He's also way better than what you have. He's a solid piece, right? And and that's mm-hmm. what you're looking for in all of these rooms. Unless they do swing for the fences for like, what about Ezra Cleveland? You know, you talk about offensive line. He's in the last year of his deal in Minnesota. They're, they're looking to rebuild. They probably want to extend him. What about Terrace Marshall? What about the idea of reuniting him with Joe Burrow and adding something at the People love that. People love that. I don't think the Bengals are interested in that. That's me guessing, an educated yeah. guess. I mean, th- there's a reason we're talking about the positions we're talking about. I just wanted to, to step outside sure. the box for a second. Totally agree. Can I give you a crazy, crazy name, guys? Yes. Austin Eckler. I mean, isn't he a huge, like, would they part with him? That- Why? Why? They wouldn't sign him to an extension this offseason when he wanted one. Yeah, but they probably Final still want to try to win this year. Two and four. I don't you would have to. Two and four. You would have to get a lot of production out of that running back room because Eckler and Mixon would be an expensive duo, but it would work. You'd get, you'd be better, no doubt. It's for a half year, right? It's his yeah. last year. I mean, and we know about Mixon's deal. It's not like it's. I mean, you, neither guy could be here next year. So, the, not like, the, there's a scenario. The thing about running back and tight end is, to me, I can talk myself into somebody playing more for the Bengals playing better. I can't do that for defensive tackle. Uh, like the, the guy, maybe Zach mm. Carter, I could, I could talk myself into, he got better down the stretch last year. Maybe I could talk myself into him getting better down the stretch this year. Not as a pass rusher though. Yeah. But like the guys I'm looking at, at interior defensive line, and there's some good players out there, but you know, Tennessee, if you're looking at Tennessee, who's, who's making trades and Nico Autry, Oh, yeah. Higher Tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants, pretty bad in there. Ashawn Robinson, Leonard Williams, if you wanted to shoot a little bit higher. Minnesota, Jonathan Bullard. So there's some guys on these teams that if they wanted to go defensive tackle, that that's a pretty easy case for me to make. And Danico Autry's reasonable contract wise, too. I mean, all these guys year, are, are pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's last year of his deal. Like, I, w- I was like, oh, well, what's his deal? And it's last year. I thoroughly vetted all those I names love. before I put there them on the list. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Autry's Joe, good too. Thoughts? I mean, it, he could play in a three-four. He could kick inside and and, and rush from the back. He's a D tackle, but I mean, it's a three-four five tech as well. So you could get some production out of him there. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd be all for it. And you're right because there is a scenario where Irv Smith plays much better in the second half of the year, and and you're like, okay, we got okay production from that position. Or there's a scenario where Chase Brown is the number two and he's explosive and fast and hey this is fun you know what we expected and it and it happens in the second half of the year but right D tackle man the best option is what cam sample is actually an okay guy to kick inside still that's the that's very thin but base yeah. downs too man like right. we talked we, like we just talked about yesterday how important the running game has been across the nfl this year and how noticeable it's been when those guys bj and dj go off the field it's not just, I mean, it's the whole thing at, at the backup DT spot. Let's talk about some of those in-house options a little bit more. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of names trade deadline-wise that people can mention in the comments on YouTube and are thinking to themselves while they're listening. But in-house-wise, could there be some fixes? Who will it be and, and how could it work? We'll dive into that coming up next. This episode of Locked On Bengals sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs knows that every potential new hire these days, especially if you're a small business, can feel like a high stakes wager. You want to be 100% certain that when you're bringing somebody in, 
you have access to the best qualified candidates looking for jobs available. I know as a job seeker, I like to look at LinkedIn for job opportunities and LinkedIn jobs is there to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So if you'd like to hire me or people like me, hopefully I'm an attractive employee, you can post your job over at LinkedIn jobs. They'll provide you tools as well. Screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's one of the reasons that LinkedIn jobs is ranked number one by small businesses in delivering qualified quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the place to go for daily fantasy sports. If you're like me and you stunk it up in week seven in your season long leagues, well, you got to get the prize picks because it can still be a successful week. Even if you go over in your season long fantasy leagues, because daily fantasy with prize picks is simple. You pick two to six players and whether they will have more or less than their stat projections. You don't have to go up against anyone, but prize picks, no pros, no sharks, no thousands of other players that you're competing against. No, the prize picks projections versus you. You can win up to 25 times your money. So maybe you think that Joe Burrow is going to throw for more than his prize picks projection this week against the San Francisco 49ers or that Joe Mixon's going to run for more yards than his projection. Well, there you go. There's your two. You can go up to six and boom, you can start winning today. Check them out right now at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL with code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. As we're ready to talk about some in-house options for the Cincinnati Bengals, some guys that we can see second half of the season, breakout candidates as it were. I really wanted to talk about Michael and Wenu and the package deal you could get from New England. I, I know you want do, to talk about Ramon. Do it real quick. Do it. I mean, Wenu. I'm going to get mad about talking about trades. I'm not. Go ahead. I, I'm just saying, and Wenu, <laughs> who can play pretty much anywhere on the offensive line except center. I know he's not been great this year. Played great at left guard back in 2021. Just had a good game against Buffalo at right tackle. And Wanu Henry or Gasecki and Ramondre Stevenson, who is a guy I know you've been talking about, James. How about that package deal from New England? Shot in the arm for the offense. Yeah. Huh? Multiple I mean, picks. Jackson Carmen for a, and Wenu, Ramondre Stevenson, and Hunter Henry. The, the, the challenge is those guys are all in the expiring year of their deal. But, I mean, we're talking about Except Jackson. this year right now. Except Jackson, Bill. You can build around Jackson. Yeah. Build around Jackson. It's a great slogan. Uh, sign me up. You can sell me on. Here's the thing: is like the Autry idea, or Unwenu, or you could sell me on it. I because I, I think that there, there's again obvious flaws and issues, and there's so many candidates that even if a third of the names we're mentioning are potentially available, given what the Bengals have cap space wise and assets wise, like you still can make that work where it bolsters this team and it helps whether it's Lou Anarumo and, and Marion Hobby's defensive line, or it's giving Joe Burrow another piece to work with. I want to do something at the deadline. Heck, I would want to try to do multiple things because this team's going to look a lot different next year than it looks right now. And the AFC 
I think it's the Chiefs and everybody else right now, and the Chiefs have an, an obvious flaw on offense. So it's not like you can't uh, see a, a path where the Bengals emerge as the top in the AFC. And can I add AJ Dillon? I know we're talking, you know, yes. we got a little uh, off the rails here. We're supposed to go in house, but the the one thing they don't have in house is a power back behind Mixon, and Mixon doesn't always act like a power back, right? Like there are times he will want to dance or break things out, and he doesn't have that. Uh, speed and agility he used to have that burst he used to have and all the backup running backs are 205 pounds and it's like yep. sometimes you need another guy in there to to grind it out pound it out and it would save mixing uh, some of that wear and tear down the stretch that we talked about in yesterday's show uh go get an aj Dillon from the packers who they've got some backups that they like as well some undrafted guys in their third and fourth slot and he's in the last year of his deal uh you know plug a 245 pound road grader uh back there that'd be fun it would give them some physicality on offense, and and I think I, I would agree with you if you could do that. And I think it would be a late round. Like, I don't think it would be a, a fourth rounder necessarily for something. AJ Dillon. Yeah. yeah. It's the price of, of trades in the NFL, as we saw. with Man, the Kevin Byard trade. I just – what a trade. <laughs> to pay off the in-house option, it's pretty simple. Chase Brown is, is your option there. Tanner Hudson would be your in-house option at tight end. And we said it, Cam Sample – Maybe you kick in Miles Murphy inside a little bit. Like that, it's it, it's it's patchwork when it comes to the the defensive line part. So I'm with you. You just sold me on Autry, Jake. So get it done. Call Duke and Katie and get it done. I want I want to. We talked about wide receivers stepping up yesterday as well. The the expanded roles potentially coming for Andre Iosavash and and uh, Charlie, Charlie Charlie Jones, Jones when he's healthy Chuck when he's Sizzle. back off IR. Um, can also talk about Jordan Battle. I mean, we're not just talking about these positions when we're talking about guys that can step up and, and play significant roles down the stretch. DJ Turner, sure. another one of those. DJ can, Turner. Can take yeah. DJ Turner off the field when Cheeto's fully healthy. Do, do they stick with that rotation all year? I know Luana Rumo doesn't like that. I, I know they've been doing more four corner stuff this year, but, but those are some of the guys that, that stand out to me in addition to some of the names you talked about, James. And then, Maybe somebody surprises us, but but those are the guys that I think about when I'm thinking about guys who can come in and make a difference for this team in, mm-hmm. in the back part of the schedule. Safety is one where, you know, we, we talked about Jordan Battle carving his way, and, and it sounds like he's earned that opportunity. Jake's ready yeah, to trade he, for a punter, I think, though. Yeah, he is. I, I joked with him about that on Tuesday or on Monday. Waiting was... for a punter, but like, <laughs> but, but like, looking for somebody for the practice squad i don't know they, they uh, I, I i get that you need to give rookie punters time this is something that you know the, the people who cover punters which there's not very many puntalytics is the uh the twitter account that i like it, it takes time for yeah. for punters to come along in the nfl the other in-house option just tight end wise what if Irv Smith Jr. is just better and earns Burrow's confidence right. and just stays healthy? Like, I don't think it's that crazy. It's not like they're asking him to, to be super productive, Joe. I Right? Like, I could see a scenario where that happens. Well, we, when he was signed, we talked about we're talking three catches a game. Yeah, I mean, we're, it was never supposed to be some big role. We never ex- should have expected him to become some Pro Bowl tight end one type guy. So could he fulfill the uh, reasonable expectations of three catches for 35 yards and a couple third down conversions? Yeah, that, he can do that. And it, maybe it will take more time than we thought. Uh, we're seeing 
trust issues and timing issues with the guys that have been here for a few years, like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, and even sometimes with Jamar Chase. But you know they've got that inherent innate connection between Chase and Burrow that they've been able to overcome it. It makes total sense why Irv Smith hasn't been able to do it yet. Uh, and because I brought up special teams, can we get it? Would you get take a Cordero Patterson as the kick return man and backup running back? They can split out and do some different things for you. No doubt, no doubt. And I, I think that that one's interesting. Like a straight up Jackson Carmen for Cordero Patterson deal. Oh yeah. W- would the Falcons consider that? They, they might. They may say, "Hey, let's take a a, a shot on this this former second round offensive lineman." And run so, blocking. Yeah. I mean, that's all they do there. I mean, you let Carmen just go be a monster. And he could do that. Yeah, you're right. It, it fits more than, hey, pass protect for, for Joe Burrow. Just go run block for B. John Robinson. Yeah, I think Cordell or Patterson's interesting. And he would instantly be the, the second running back. Mm-hmm. And he would give them a change of pace back and an experienced weapon. That's the other part of it. I mean, you could line him up at receiver. He started his career as a receiver. It, it seems like ages ago because it was. Yeah. But, I mean, he's 32 years old, but he still moves well. And this is when people are screaming, Kyle Pitts. And I just don't think the Falcons have any interest in getting ready. I mean, we're talking that you would have to give up major assets in order to get him. And I, and that's where the Bengals disconnect of trades happen. Probably the most is when a good player is getting traded and you actually have to give up. You know, look back a couple of years ago when the Rams give up that first round pick for Vaughn Miller, right? In their Super Bowl run. And it comes mm-hmm. back to bite the Bengals. Vaughn Miller kicked their butt in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Uh, had you have been the team there making that trade, it may have worked out for you. You may, you may have a Super Bowl ring on your finger because of it. Yeah, exactly. And it, I think there is a difference in a way to do both and kind of toe the line before saying F them picks and, and not hurt your future, but also put yourself in a really good position. And I, I do, I think just to kind of wrap up, I think that this is the, like if I had to guess, I would still say they don't make a deal because I would say that for every team because it's really hard to get deals done in general. But I think this is the most likely since we've known each other that, that the Bengals are set to make a deal where they acquire a a player ahead of the deadline. Is that fair? You think? Yeah. I was trying to think when we were the most excited for a Bengals trade since we've been talking, it's probably the Cordy Glenn situation because at the time we thought he was a good player. It was almost like no money. The Bengals owed him. There's no bonus money, nothing they had to pay out, no guaranteed money left. Uh, So we, we tend to look at contracts like that. But like I started this show today's uh, was that the Bengals have money. If the, you know, really nothing should be out of the realm for them as long as it's not future hits or future picks that they really don't want to part ways with, but anything reasonable, they should be on the phone, and I, I'm with you. I expect them to. The trend for deadline trades in the NFL has been going up as the years have gone out. We've seen more and more of them, so uh, maybe we, at the very least we hear that the Bengals were close or were interested. A couple of Halloweens ago, they almost traded A.J. McCarron for a second-round pick, and that was a nightmare on Halloween. A couple of Halloweens ago, <laughs> and now he's back in the building. A.J. McCarron, hopefully – the Bengals are able to swing a deal and get their team better. If so, we will certainly have you covered here on Locked on Bengals. Joe Goodberry will have you covered as well at Joe Goodberry on Twitter. The Bengals on the Brain Show right here on YouTube as well. For Jake Lisko and Joe Goodberry, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.